0: it is a spectrum it is not all men are this way and all women are that way it, that is not a, a reality but there's a spectrum some people are more emotionally connected some people are more physically connected there's a spectrum and when you understand how how the people on the spectrum communicate and there's 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 different communication styles that are appropriate for different people when you change your communication style to reflect how the other person receives information, oh my God, the magic happens.
1: So welcome everybody to this week's Enough Already podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Jordan, and I'm very excited because today we are going to be talking about websites and not just websites, we're going to be talking about website conversions. So one of the things that I know as a business mentor and somebody who helps people with websites all the time on their messaging, their copy and their visual design is there's this myth that people have, which is my website is, you know, it's just nothing more than like an online brochure. And it's not really something that I could actually attract and convert clients with. And that is not true. And that is what we're going to unpack today. So I'm very excited to have Marty Greif rhymes with life is what he informed me on my show. And he is a conversion expert. So he's the president of site tuners and he's the author of an amazing book called true connections, relationship marketing in the digital world. And I had met Marty, I think like a couple of weeks ago or so I was on a webinar that he did and he was amazing. So he just showed all of these teeny tiny little twigs to a landing page and how he was able to take that and dramatically transform a client's results. And I'm like, okay, I've got to get this guy on the show. And he's one of the kindest, kindest, kindest business experts I've ever met. And I want him to have the show for you as consultants and coaches, because we need to bust that myth. You can attract clients 24-7 on your websites. And so he is there to help us. Now, if you are completely clueless and you're like, all right, Betsy, that's cool that you're talking about conversion. I don't even know where to start head on over to my website at with a y, com forward slash downloads. There you'll find a bunch of freebies on that page and you will see my website blueprint and a blueprint that you can use to get started on writing website copy. But if you want your website to convert, you will love this episode with Marty. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Marty.
0: Well, thank you, Betsy. After that... Uh that introduction, I I could just say, go to Betsy's site and and look at how she writes because as you and I talked about this, your messaging was perfect. So so folks, Betsy asked me to take a look at her website and we, we jokingly call this the ugly baby review and you might go, what? So we sit and we talk to somebody about their website. And we point out all the things that are wrong on it and we call it the ugly baby review because nobody likes to be told that their baby is ugly. I mean, the joke is, we all know there's ugly babies. I mean, that's where ugly people come from. No, no, it's just <laughs> <So, but, laughs> rude, but yeah, no, we joke about that. But, but seriously, when I was going through Betsy's site, the messaging was so spot on. I can't tell you how many times we have to work with clients on messaging because they do what we call the opera school of marketing. And so what is that? It's like, me, 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 it's all about me. I don't care about you. You know, and, and Betsy doesn't do that. She made it all about the visitor. So so folks, just go look at her site. <laughs> she does it really well. <laughs> so, all right, that's, prob- that's, that's number one on conversion rate optimization hit list. It's about the visitor. Okay, okay. first but- off.
1: I have to just thank you so much. Like, you know how sometimes like when you're an entrepreneur and you do all kinds of things and you don't have any bosses or anybody telling you did good, you did a good job. When you said that, it's like, oh, thank you. But I implemented a couple of things that you suggested already, little tweaks. So I changed like at the top bar where I, I changed it to free strategic clarity coaching call or free strategic call. And I changed another page. So I've implemented a couple of things already and I've already got a couple new people. So thank you to that. And that's why you're here today. But I would love to back up and talk a little bit about your background. Like, how did you go? I know you started off in marketing, but Mm -hmm. how did you become like this conversion expert? Like, where did your philosophy come from?
0: Sure. Well, the philosophy comes from places that are kind of unexpected. Uh, The philosophy comes from, I would say, three things that have happened in my life. I was director of product marketing for a software company. I had just started with them. I reported to the VP of marketing and within a month he quit. And I wound up reporting directly to Richard, who was the chairman of the board. And Richard, <clears throat> at the time I thought, oh my God, he and I have nothing in common. He is, he is like this old dinosaur. Cause at the time I was 30 and this is 30 something years ago. And he was in his fifties and I thought, oh my God, he just doesn't get it. You know, in hindsight, maybe he wasn't so old. But anyway.
1: No, he wasn't old, no. Well, no, at the no, time it felt yeah. I know. He just, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. But
0: but yeah, yeah, it's funny how that all those extra years changes your perspective, right?
1: I know, right? Like but, 50 so young. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So yeah, I literally was 31 and one day there's a knock at my door, and this guy comes in, he says, hi. My name is Phil Sanborn, and I'm here to help you with your communication problem. And I looked at him, and I went, what communication problem? He says, well, um, Dick, well, Richard actually went by Dick. He says, Dick says, um, the two of you are not communicating, so obviously, we have to help you on your communication problem. And I went, okay. He said, so we're going to spend two hours every Tuesday, Um, for as long as it takes to improve your communication problem. And and I I will tell you that I learned later on that they were paying him $250 an hour. And this is 30 something years ago. That's a lot of money. So obviously Dick saw some value in me and he wanted to invest in me. But the first week comes and I'm working with Phil. and, And then the second week came and I'm working with Phil and we're improving things. And on the fourth week, I said to him, I says, you know what, Phil? I says, I guess I do have a communication problem because if Dick and I are not communicating, he's really not going to change. So it's really up to me to learn to communicate better with him. And he stopped dead in his tracks. And he said, Marty, most people never get there in their lives. And you got there in a month. He said, you should be really, really proud of yourself. And so... He said, let me just rephrase what you said. And I'm, I'm going to say to all the audience, forgive me, this is direct quote right from Phil. I will never forget this. He said, Marty, you may think this is all a pile of shit. He said, but you are in dick shit and you're playing in his pile. And someday you may have your own pile, but right now you're in dick shit. And I just laughed and he laughed. And we spent the next five months working on improving my communication skills. And it was all about the recipient. And so as a manager and as a marketer, I realized by focusing the messaging and the communication on the audience, it had a massive impact. So that was the first thing that happened.
1: Fair enough? That's really powerful. And I think that there's a couple of things that my listeners are going to appreciate is that that aha, I think from um, my consultant and coaching business owners, they're going to look at it and say, yeah, that is a really good aha. That's great. But even more so, you really validated the power of what we do as consultants and coaches, that not only did somebody come in and get brought in to help you with communication with Dick, you know, that you were able to create just such a lifelong transformation. And I think that's really powerful and really validating for my audience. So thank you for sharing that story. So that was thing one. What's the other ones? Well,
0: you, you know, know, but I, I just back to thing one, just for a second, we're going to talk about the others. But, I, you know, it never occurred to me. But yeah, Phil was absolutely a coach. That's what he did for a living. He coached mostly CEOs the C-Suite. And I wasn't, but they paid for me to go through his coaching anyway. And it really did change my life without without phil's mentorship and coaching i never would have achieved half of what i did so you know what and 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 i never thought about that before but you are absolutely right that is the power of coaching and mentorship right so wow another aha moment right
1: well and you know what's kind of cool too is that we can continue on when you talk about talk about putting the person in the spotlight You know, Phil didn't go in there and say, let me tell you about my five-step methodology of how we're going to do it. We're going to work on your communication skills. It was still about you, you, you. He didn't do the me, me, me when he was working with you. He did the you, 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 created that transformation, led to that aha. And now we're back full circle where now you're on my show and you're going to be helping the future Phil's be able to be more effective in landing people like you.
0: Yeah, perfect. And I'll I'll go a step further. Phil had such a dramatic impact on my life that even after I left that company years later, I stayed in touch with Phil um, and I worked with Phil on other things. I loved Phil, all right? And so anyway, just as an aside. All right, number two. And everybody on the call should have read this book already. And if you didn't read this book, I'm gonna say this, shame on you. Okay, it is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And I read that book twice a year, just like you're supposed to. And that book was also life changing. And it helped me again with communicating with people. And the premise of the book is, and this is going to sound familiar. It's all about them. People are in their own little worlds. And if you focus on them, guess what? good things happen. And that book, while it is so old that he, that Dale Carnegie wrote it when dinosaurs walked the earth, the valuable insights in that book are still valid today. So I would strongly urge you to do that. And so I wrote a book, uh, as you mentioned, True Connections, and that is really my way of taking what I learned from Phil and from Dale Carnegie and from one other source in a minute, we're going to talk about and applying it to digital marketing because the world may have changed. We may have cell phones that look like a Star Trek communicator and we might have iPads that look like the things again in Star Trek, all of these things that were science fiction exist. The world may have changed, but you know what? People haven't. Mm. So go read the book, I'm begging I, you.
1: I, I love that principle. Like, so first of all, I love the fact that you're bringing an oldie but a goodie, you know, book that's back to the forefront because there are timeless principles. You know, like I like what you're saying is that people may feel like overwhelmed, like how do I bust this algorithm? How do I figure out how my posts could show up on LinkedIn more? And how do I get organic search and all of that stuff? And it seems like just because the mechanisms of like digital marketing is a new marketing itself the, the the field may evolve but people aren't mm-hmm. evolving from that standpoint we are who we are and mm-hmm. so the best way to win no matter how marketing evolves like maybe you know with ai and everything else it still goes back down to the relationship and that we're relationship people and people you talk a lot about in your book about people are fundamentally selfish oh yeah and i'm wondering like how that all fits in with what you're saying here is that you know this is the way we are just as humans
0: well, it really comes down to, and this ties into the third book also, but we are literally animals. I mean, 50,000 years ago, our ancestors lived in caves and they, you know, they sat around the fire and they they were worried about, you know, um, safety and security and food and shelter. and And, you know, we still have those basic needs. Unfortunately, those needs are not met everywhere in the world still. You know, we're you talk about first world problems versus third world problems. I'm sorry that still exists,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but for now, let's talk about you know basic human needs and let's talk about being hungry and thirsty. When you're hungry, you don't eat all the food until it's all gone or till you've satisfied your hunger completely, you eat until thirst is more important than hunger, and then you start to drink a little. And when your thirst is quenched, not maybe completely, but now you're a little hungry, you go back to eating. And we've all been in the experience where we're eating and drinking, and then we're a little tired. So the tiredness and sleep is more important than eating or drinking. So we only need to satisfy all of these basic needs to a certain level, and, if, and we've all done this, why? We're animals. This is how we're programmed. These are just basic instincts. And what's really interesting, these basic instincts go up. There's a there's a, a psychiatrist, Maslow, who uh, talked about the uh uh, you know, the different pillars, you know, all the way up to self-actualization. And at the top, we're self-actualization, where you are looking at people who give to charity or are sacrificing their lives. Well, those are all still animal instincts. As you solve the base level of things and they become commonplace, which again, first world versus third world, as you move up the pyramid, up at the top, as long as the other things are starting to take care of, we then give to charity or do whatever. Well, why do people give to charity? And this, I, again, not meaning to insult anybody on the call, but the reason people give to charity is because they're either assuaging some guilt they have or it makes them feel really good. Mm -hmm. It's all about them. It's all about the endorphins that go through their system because we're animals. (laughs) I keep saying this and we are. Everything we do is based on that. And when you understand those principles, which again are in my book also, that's where you start to realize that when you understand other people, human behavior and what they need as somebody who is potentially a coach trying to attract new business, your website and your messaging all has to be focused on them, solve their problems, because people in general are selfish. Now, the third pillar, the third book, Betsy, which you're um, you know alluding to, is by Beverly DeAngelis. She's got her PhD, uh, and it's What Women Want Men to Know. And this is about oh, 25 years ago that I read this book. And I remember reading this book, and it's a big book. And I read the book. and I'm in the first 70 pages of the book. And so before I say this next thing, all of you need to listen to the next five minutes. Don't get insulted by what I'm about to say. This is one of those triggering events. I'm just letting you know in advance. Okay. <laughs> all right. First 70 pages. And I'm reading it. And I went, oh, my God. Women cannot possibly be this dysfunctional. Right? And uh, I went and I talked to some of the women that were in the, in the company. I said, do you do this? And do you And they go, Oh yeah, we do this. I'm like, are you kidding me? And they're like, no, this is how we think. This is how we act. And I went back to the book and I continued reading and I went, Oh my God, men can't possibly be this dysfunctional, but we are. So here's the thing. We're actually all dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. And, Men and women, and it's, it, it is a spectrum. It is not all men are this way and all women are that way. That is not a, a reality, but there's a spectrum. Some people are more emotionally connected. Some people are more physically connected. There's a spectrum. And when you understand how, how the people on the spectrum communicate, and there's, 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 there's different communication styles that are appropriate for different people. When you change your communication style to reflect how the other person receives information, oh my God, the magic happens. I will tell you when I read that book, it made me a better husband, a better parent, um, a better employee, a better employer, okay? Um, I was a better friend, Hell, it even improved my love life. And we're not going to talk about that today. But my point being is when you truly understand communication, it is life changing. And so all of these things that are marketing oriented and conversion oriented are really boiled down to the principle that it's about the other person. It's about your website visitor. It's about your client. Mm. It's not about you. And and that's the basis for, I think, any success I've had.
1: I love that you took all of these learnings and you just apply it everywhere in your life. Like, I think that that's one of the things that I think is really cool. Like when you're you're um, growing in one area, you know, that it, it grows in another area. So if you make the client the hero, one of the things that somebody might be listening is like, well, you know, Marty, what I do is I can help any company. I could help anybody who needs a coach, anybody who needs a consultant. What would you say to that person? Because, you know, I think, you know, as a messaging person, I find it really, you can't come up with messages that get into that person's heart and mind. You know, like if you're talking to everybody, you're talking to nobody, but that's just me saying it. You're an expert who's been doing this. What would you say to someone who's struggling with that?
0: Oh, well, I have to tell a story, Pepsi.
1: I love your stories. Yes, please.
0: So... I was the brand new VP of marketing for a software company. And we called the entire management team together. And we spent two days working on our messaging and I had the whiteboard and I was writing this, that, and the other thing. And, and the president of the company kept saying, well, we do this, we do this and so on. And at the end of two days, I turned to him and I said, so let me just net out what you've been saying for two days. We do all things for all people and we do it better than anybody else. Is that about right? Anyway, yeah, that's right. I'm like, no, we cannot use that as our marketing message. But we spent two days and these people were all convinced that everything they said made complete and total sense. It was insane. Mm-hmm. So we wound up talking about what do the clients look at us for? You know and and it took two days to get them to go from the me 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 focus to the you 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 focus oh it was painful i still haven't recovered from that (laughs) so we turned it into who are our clients and who can we best serve and yes while we might be able to serve lots of people why are we fighting to struggle to serve these three types of people or these five types of companies when really these one or two groups are so in my sweet spot that that's who we should be targeting. And and it really comes down to, and, and this is for coaches and you know, consultants, you matter too. And so, yeah, you can go get business anywhere potentially, but you really should be working with people where you enjoy it. And what are you gonna enjoy? You're gonna enjoy working with a certain type of person, you're going to enjoy that they have a certain kind of problem that you can mm-hmm. help them with. And if you do that, that, that whatever that grouping is, that segmentation, you will be more fulfilled, which means you will provide more value for your clients. And it's a win-win. Um, I, I, before this started, I told Betsy, I fired a client today. Um, they were just unrealistic and frankly, just unpleasant to work with. And I'm sorry, my team is more important than that. So when the client said, listen, I'm not sure this is working. I'm like, yep, you're right. Goodbye. It wasn't even a question. Yeah. Because if the team's not happy, they're not going to do good work for everybody, not just that one client. So it's the same thing for you guys. Niche it down to what works.
1: And, And I like what you said, too. It's not just about the person, but it's a problem. Like there's a lot of problems that consultants and coaches could have. You know, but when I think about the problem I like to solve, I like working with people who are turning their previous career into their business because there's a certain set of problems, you know, because I personally went through that nebulous transition, but where my superpowers are is what you mentioned, thank you, which is the messaging. And and that's the problem I want to solve. I don't do everything that relates to a business. I'm not going to help people with Facebook ads, just, you know, like maybe I could learn it, but that's not going to, you know, that's not going to make me excited you know, there's a lot of things that I could do. And this is where I, I talk to my clients all the time is like, there's your shit do, ought to business. And then there's the one that you really want. And the one that you really want really does have a person that has a particular problem that you are motivated to solve. And that makes it easier to even convert people. But how does that translate to somebody writing copy online? Because they might say, well, that's good messaging, value proposition stuff, Betsy. But what about, like, what does this have to do with my website? Why do I have to be clear?
0: Why do I have to be clear? Oh my God. They might wonder
1: that. (laughs) Okay. So,
0: again, at the end of the day, it's about communication. If you aren't clear and make it easily digestible for the people visiting your website or reading your marketing material, and they have to think and try to figure out what it is you do, you're probably not going to get them as a client. Think of it this way. Before somebody reads your marketing materials or your website or whatever you're doing, you have no idea what kind of mood they're in. They might have, before they come to your website, they might have had a fight with their spouse. The dog might have peed on the rug. One of the kids did something that just makes them want to bang their head against the wall. You have no idea how much patience they have. And every time you're not clear and your messaging isn't clear and they have to read and figure it out, you're providing a cognitive load or creating cognitive friction and you're frustrating them. And what happens when you frustrate people? They go away. Don't let your visitors go away. That's why you have to have clear messaging. And again, I'm going to go back to I looked at Betsy's website and I was Blown away by the quality of the messaging. I have never had someone show me their website where I didn't have a word to say about the messaging. I was so impressed. I I, I have never felt like that before. So clarity in messaging is paramount to gaining new clients. I, there's no other way that, I could say that a dozen other ways I suppose. But at the end of the day, the message is the same make it easy for people to understand what you do and what value you bring to them. It's that simple.
1: So somebody might be saying, well, you know, but Marty, I get my clients through referrals. Like they already know me. They're just checking on my website to, to just see if I'm legitimate. Will the clarity of their messaging and the conversion techniques that you're suggesting have any impact for that particular person?
0: Absolutely. Because if they're looking at your website and it's supporting your sales cycle, what happens is if your website looks like who did it and ran, or is making them go, ew, I'm not really sure this is what we need, or they're just uncomfortable in some way, shape, or form, they're never going to tell you. They're just going to go away.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's like the sneaky thing is like you get accidentally ghosted. And it could be that it's like, ooh, you know, I can't show anybody this website, or it's not speaking to me, or... Yeah. It's like, it's just, you know, me, me, me over there, but it's like, where am I? Exactly um, you, right. m- you mentioned in your book, like there's three things that, um, that visitors ask themselves, like when they want to visit your website, what are those three questions that they're asking themselves to feel like that, you know, is it, am I in the right place? Or like, what are these questions that they're asking? And how do you answer them in a way that somebody feels like, oh, yes, they answered it really well and I like them.
0: So the three questions that people ask themselves when they answer land on our website and these are almost subconscious they're not they're not thinking these three questions but this is what's happening under the covers they ask themselves am i in the right place how do i feel about this website and what am i supposed to do here the- am
1: i in the right place how do i feel can you see them again am i in yeah. the right place how do i feel about about this, web- the, about about this website. website and the third one
0: what am I supposed to do here?
1: Oh, the action. Yeah. So am I in the right place? How do I feel about this website? And what actions should am I supposed to take now?
0: Yes, exactly right. Now what's interesting is the, am I in the right place question is dependent upon the upstream messaging. So if the upstream messaging was an ad, if they land on uh, your website from an ad, if the words in the ad don't match the words on the page, you're making them think again. Remember, they might have stubbed their toe, fought with their spouse, had a kid that drove them nuts. You have no idea. Don't make them think. A better example of that is you go to a website and it says uh, on the page, you know, more about our services, and you click on it, and it says in 1972 I graduated from this, and I did this, and then we did this, and i'm sorry i wanted to know about your services now you may get to the services at some point on the page but services were promised but services were not delivered Hmm. that upstream messaging has to match immediately you can then go into a little backstory about how you got to your services but you have to start with more about our services if the link said more about our services the heading on that next page should be more about our services Am I in the right place? Yeah. Make it so, so I don't have to think.
1: So, like for example on this podcast I just suggested that you could get my website template. So, uh, maybe a better way because I said you can go to my website where it says the downloads and find it. I could just say go to cuz the URL for this um website blueprint is um Betsy Jordan uh, www.betsyjordan.com forged slash consulting hyphen website hyphen blueprint. I think that's what it is. Let me double check before I tell everyone consulting hyphen websites hyphen template. when they get on that landing page, I need to and I'm saying that you're going to get a website blueprint a template. I need to be able to say right there on that page. like I don't go in all the philosophy about websites or any of that. just says website template and get yes. this. Yes, that's it. like that's yes. and and so then when it comes to the the call to action, You'd mentioned something on our on our conversation before, like the call to action needs to be really clear is download it now versus submit, you know, or something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah,
0: so, so that goes back to uh, when, when you say submit and you've got uh, like a form to download it. So if you're going to offer somebody uh, a template or, you know, a document or some research or whatever it is, Most people put that behind what is known as a gated um, uh, form where they have to fill in their name and address and email and phone number and all of this stuff. But to download something, honestly, they don't need any of that. And when you create forms like that and put them up on your website, you're gonna get people filling out with bogus information. Now, for example, I have an old Yahoo email address that I use when I am forced to fill out a form that I uh, don't want to be spammed on. So what happens? I fill out the form. I put in my Yahoo email address. It says, we sent you a link to verify. I go into Yahoo because I never do otherwise. And then I log in. I verify the link. I go get the thing that they promised. And then I never see any of their marketing garbage that they send me. They haven't earned the right to send me anything. They've made this all about them and what they wanted. A better way to do that is just give people the thing to download. And if you provide a really, really high quality piece of information, you're invoking the conversion principle of reciprocity. You've done something for them. They will now do something for you. Now, what do you want them to do? In the downloadable document, you might have some advertising in there that says, ready to take the next step. And there's a link and it takes them back to your website. At this point, you can ask them for them for their name and maybe their email or phone or something because you've earned their trust. And when we do this, we see that people put in real phone numbers and real email addresses because they trust you now. You know, we've all seen this. How many times, I know you've seen this, right? You go to a page and you see the form says name, you know, email address, phone number, address, you're looking to make a purchase in three to six months, six to nine months, you know, and then and then, you know, and there's all the download something, right? What does any of that have to do with the download? What are you going to do? Are you going to call them on their phone and say, hey, did you get the email? And then after you they they, they open the email, you go knock on their door and say, I just want to make sure that you read the email. What are you doing? It doesn't add any value to the visitor, right? Give before so, you get.
1: So the print. okay. So let's go back because I I think that um I love that idea. And I think that's part of the value of free content, you know, is that you are giving value to people. And then if they want to continue working with you, like then they'll go from there. But let's go back to the three questions because I want to make sure that I'm clear on the three questions that say, am I in the right place? How do I feel? And what am I supposed to do? So either whether it's a website or a landing page, It sounds like whatever the messages were that got somebody to your website. So if you're saying something on LinkedIn, like check out my website and discover X, Y, and Z, then you need to have X, Y, and Z or, or something on the website that matches to what you're, what you want them to say is like, yes, I'm in the right place. I think that that's part of, I actually tell people when we work on the messaging to have a pain identifier section right on the homepage. Like, are you someone who's struggling with X, Y, and Z? then you are in the right place. Like I I recommend even that language, you're in the right place, or I get it and I'm here to help. Something along those lines. Is that good copy for, uh, yeah. okay. Yes.
0: as long as, there's one caveat, as long as the upstream messaging said, struggling with X, Y, Z, and they land on the page that says struggling with X, Y, Z, it's got to match, right? Because, it, so for example, if, 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 um. Let's say str- the, the thing was struggling with anxiety. That was the ad. And when you land on, and we've seen this, right? You land on the page and it said, did you know that the average um, uh, adult needs eight hours of sleep? And when you get eight hours of sleep, this, this improves your health and this, and blah, 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 and can relieve anxiety. Too late. Are you struggling with anxiety? When I land on the page even though sleep might be they've got a sleep program talk to me about anxiety before you tell me about your program it doesn't matter you got to make sure it matches and I don't mean close I mean like spot-on matches
1: so that really speaks to the importance of like so a lot of the people who are listening they're not necessarily going to do ads but they will have a linkedin and social media presence And that sounds like no matter what, you know, like social media, a lot of times will lead people or people will go to a networking event and have a conversation. All of this needs to match. This is the importance of the consistency of the message, which would say I'm in the right place. That consistency of the message, I say this, do that. What What is the issue around feeling? Like, what can you do to give them the positive feeling? Like, how do you know what somebody wants to feel when they land on their website? And how do you deliver that feeling?
0: So there are certain things called trust factors on a website. One of them is a phone number. Real companies have phone numbers on their desktop uh, version of it on the top right-hand corner. And on mobile, it's the click to call icon. If you're not having your phone number front and center, then they're going to subconsciously wonder how real you are. And Uh then-
1: Wait, well, hold okay. on. I need to clarify that one cuz it's not about the phone number. The feeling is I want to feel comf- like safe, like this is a yes. real person. Yes. Safety is a feeling and the way I feel safe is things that establish the credibility aspect like a phone number. And I think you mentioned too like um like a like um social proof kind of things, like logos, yes. icons of people that you've worked with. That makes me feel safe. So it's not about being credible. It's not about the credibility. The credibility is about making someone feel safe. That's a really important point for consultants and coaches, because we feel like we need to establish our credibility. So we're going to give a whole list of our credentials. But what we're really trying to do is make someone feel safe that I'm somebody who delivers. I'm legit and I deliver on what I say.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the way you do that is with phone numbers, testimonials, reviews. And trust statements like join over join dozens of of coaching clients who have changed their life. That's a trust statement. Join dozens of join hundreds of join whatever right um, uh, reviews testimonials. All of those are trust statements, and you want to just mix them up a little bit because if instead you do what I see on coaching sites where it says, "Hi, I'm Marty the Magnificent, and I've got my PhD in this." And 20 years of experience this and I've done and and I've got my dissertation on this. And it's like, oh, shut up already. Nobody cares. Okay, Mm -hmm. I mean, they do, but they don't. What they really want to know is, you know, you know, struggling with anxiety. So was I. And so were the dozens of clients that I've helped. Here's how.
1: Yes so much better. Like, I I mean, I never, I have not put my ma- like I have a master's in organization development. When I was a consultant, I put it, my. I I had a master's degree at all those years at Disney. I don't say, you know, and, and I would love it if people would say at least, hi, I'm Marty. And it would be in that second person. A lot of times people would put it in the third person. You know, Betsy Jordan is a world renowned consultant, you know, with a master's degree working with organizations like Disney versus the way I try to, teach my clients and the way i try to model it is, yeah, I could throw in my credentials, but it's really a part of my story. I get yeah. it. I left Disney after, you know, I left my high profile role at Disney to start my own business. And it was really scary for me. You know, it was a huge nebulous transition. And then I wound up like recreating my career, my job. And now I did this and this is what led me here. I could tell that all of that credentialy stuff, but I don't have to like throw it in somebody's face. Like, and you were saying the opera thing, me, 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 me,
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's okay to have the credentials. You know, you've got people who've got their PhD or their master's or they've got massive experience. Those are all good things, but that's not what you lead with. You lead with what's in it for the visitor. And then you can say, you know, with, with how many years were you at Disney again?
1: Um, About eight.
0: All right. So with eight years at Disney, which was a wonderful home where I grew and learned it was scary to transition but what i learned all right so you got the disney you got the 8 years what i've learned all right you know prior to joining disney you know i got my masters in this and that helped me at disney but interesting enough i found that that was my calling to help me with this so you're throwing it in the story and it's not like let me slap you in the face with a dead fish it's part of the the, the story one of the things we tell people all the time is give me some love, give me love on the website. Matter of fact, you've heard me say this. People want to feel safe. They want to feel like you care about them, and and it helps if you actually do care about them. That's like you know, don't fake it. Actually care about them. But if you care about them and it comes across, and you provide that love, good things will happen.
1: I love that. So they want to feel like. So this sounds like what the feeling that somebody wants to have is: I want to feel secure that you're legitimate. And that you have, um, you have the the you have the the proof to back you up, and that's in the form of f- um, phone numbers, social proof, testimonials, client spotlights, all that kind of stuff. Um, they want to feel like you care about them, and that is related to how you even share your credentials in that sort of like engaging way that it's about yeah. you and making them feel that way. What's the third? The, the third element is what to do. Yeah. I'm so honest. what? So how do you convey? to that person. Like, this is what you're supposed to do next. Okay.
0: So um, that's simple. I will, but I just want to put one last bow kind of on that. How do I feel? Okay, cool. And your website does this. So this is really a good thing. All right. So you're really curious what I'm going to say now, aren't you? Yes. (laughs) I can tell. All right. So, so (laughs) when somebody lands on your website and look at it, you want them to feel like, oh my God, I found her. My life would not be complete without Betsy, right? And when you look at Betsy, say she evokes those feelings and your website needs to do that too. You want people to go, oh, this is the guy. This is the girl. This is the person I need. Thank God I found them. If it's not doing that, especially for consultants you know, and coaches, then your website's not doing it justice. All right. And I
1: think, And I think what's so powerful about consultants and coaches is we do have this amazing ability, just like Phil was for you, is like, he really transformed your career and your life in Mm -hmm. so many different ways. Tell that story, like, you know, like, and help somebody visualize that because what you're doing matters, like stop hiding behind all the fictitious stuff that we think impresses people, but doesn't like a lot of consultants and coaches have a lot of, um, they use a lot of aspirational language, a lot of um, methodology either on their website, or they'll use like some sort of like detailed, detailed analogy to explain what they do. Like I have one client who's very committed that he wanted to talk a lot about sailing and how coaching is like sailing. I'm like, and I kept trying to tell him like, it's too much work. You're giving mm-hmm. you're giving the client too much work to understand the metaphor, to understand mm-hmm. how that relates to them. How would you speak to someone who is like, I have to share my five-step process, or I have to share this extended analogy about how I help somebody navigate some sort of choppy waters of leadership. What would you say to that person?
0: Well, I got to go back into story mode. So um, I was years ago when I used to be technical, I was a systems engineer. And mm-hmm. I went on a sales call, sorry. Probably need to re-say that because the thing made noise in the background.
1: That's so, okay, because I took an advantage to uh, get a drink here. Nathan, you're right. going to have to cut this part out. Hold on a second. Yeah. Hold on. <clears throat> okay, now Nathan, you're going to have to cut out that whole thing. Go ahead.
0: Years ago, when I was a systems engineer for a software company, I remember we went to AT&T to sell them a software solution, it was $500 million. And we went through the presentation with them and they said, this sounds great. We'd love to move forward. And the salesperson, because I wasn't the salesperson, said to him, Marty, tell them about whatever it was. And I said, okay, Ray." And so I told them a little bit about it. And I finished and they said, all right, Marty, tell them about this next thing. For the next two hours, we went from me telling them things to actually saying, Ray, I think they're ready to move forward with the contract, to saying to the ATT guys, so guys, do you need to know anything else or we're ready to move forward? Ray, they're ready to move. We could just, no, Marty, they need to know about this. No, they don't. Okay. It's not about you. It's whatever information they need to make the decision. And whatever you think they need, you're wrong. Unless you've actually talked to these people, Mm -hmm. including the ones who didn't go with you, to find out what they needed to make a decision. Your opinion doesn't matter. I have no other way to say it. The only people that matter are the people that are going to hire you and give you money. Find out what they need to understand and in what format so that they can make a decision to move forward with you. I get a little upset by this one because this drives me nuts, but it's so true, right? So it's about the Marie, principle.
1: Like Marie Forley always says like, clear over clever wins all the time. And I would say that to them is like, just be clear. Like, don't give them an extended analogy. Don't do that. Just say, here's your here's your problem. Here, here's you, here's your problem. Here's me, here's a solution. Let's jump on a call and talk. I think that ultimately for a consultant or coach, all roads have to lead to an intro call. It's better to get somebody on a call than it would be to even sign up for the lead magnet. How do you, what tweaks could someone make to their website to increase the number of people who book a call or send out an email? Like how do you make that happen for on the website to make that action happen?
0: And that goes into the third question, which is what am I supposed to do here? So perfect segue, all right? So, If you want someone to take action, you got to let them know what's in it for them. So schedule a free consultation. Eh, Do I really want to schedule a free consultation? Okay. Or do I want to speak with an anxiety expert? Do I want to speak with a time management expert? Do I want to speak with a messaging expert? Do I, what, what am I going to get out of it? Free consultation, excuse me, while I gag. Okay. No, nobody wants to spend time. But what are they going to get out of it? And on next to the free consultation button where they're going to schedule it, tell me what I'm going to get. In 30 minutes or less, we'll identify point A, point B, point C, point three. Schedule, you know, you know, speak with the expert, you know, schedule your time with an expert. And and those things that they're going to get. Make those check boxes, not bullet points because check boxes are good things. Oh, that's a good thing. It's got a check next to it. I know this sounds a little silly, but we've tested it it works. So make even the call about them and what they're going to get out of it. On our website, we have speak with a conversion expert. And when they go to click on it, it says in 30 minutes or less, we're going to do this, 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 and this, and this. And we make it really clear what they get out of it. And we don't even sell on those calls. We just actually just provide value and help them, and people go, "Oh my god, if that was free, what do we get if we pay you?" Right? It
1: works. I love that. Like so, I made so based. You shared that um, tip with me when we were on our call, and I had changed my schedule page because of that. And so lo- I would, I'd love to get your feedback, but I did that, and I think that is more powerful. So I changed instead of saying "book a call," I said at the top the CTA is free strategic clarity coaching session. And then sure. when, and so people want to check out like how I changed it. You can go look at betsyjordan.com forward slash contact, which is my old one. And then I did betsyjordan.com slash schedule. That's the new one. And what I did is I said, you know, in, um, you know, in 45 minutes, we're going to craft your, your purpose of profits roadmap or something like that. What to expect, speak with me. You know, I put my name because I'm the one who they're going to talk to. And this is what you're going to get. I, I I'm curious to see like like what the conversion's gonna be because I just changed it. But I do feel more proud to send people to that because I am more clear that it's a hugely valuable thing to jump on a call with me. It's not just like I'm gonna go and sell you, or it's not an intro call, or it's not a just you know, is that, that, that kind of thing. Is that a good did I do a good job based on what your feedback was?
0: Yes. The only thing I would say is, is conversion rate optimization is about um, best practices, but it's also about measurement and testing. Mm. So like on a free call, the word free may or may not help you. And I don't know which would be better. And the only way to know that would be that. And I'm not saying you're charged for it. I'm just saying the word free. Sometimes the word free scares people. Sometimes it's necessary. and And every audience is a little different. So that's the kind of thing where you would actually have to measure it to see what the difference is. And so, but in general, Betsy, what you said is absolutely the right direction, absolutely the right direction.
1: I love that though, because there is no perfect recipe. So when you're dealing with conversion, it's not like somebody like you could just say, I'm going to give you the magic formula that for sure will work. We're going to take these principles, we're going to apply them, see what the market does and see how it responds. And then you could change it. You know, like I know for sure when I changed my CTA button at the top of my website from let's chat, which was what I had for a while to, to book a call Mm that it it increased. I'll be curious to see if this increases and if it doesn't, then I'll try something else. So it's not like there's like this magical recipe that we all have to follow and it's going to be perfect.
0: No, exactly right. And, and, and your website, actually, let me back up. It's not just your websites, everything you do. Leaves a trail. Now on the websites with analytics, it leaves a really nice trail that you can look and see. But, yeah, sure. But even when and, you and sometimes talk, you
1: don't like it. Like, oh, well, no. I
0: know. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that is fair. But just because you don't like something doesn't mean you can't learn from it. And so yeah, that's true. The, number, the numbers are important. And I, so I'll give you another example. Conversions. Conversions aren't just on the website, but if you talk to 10 people and one of them signs up, you've got a 10% conversion rate right for from lead to sale and if you change how you talk to those 10% people and you wind up with three people you went from 10% to 30% everything you do can be tracked and measured and you just have to be intentional about what you do and look at how you're going to measure it and you should be measuring your conversations and when you have a conversation You should be measuring. Not only did they sign up for whatever the next thing is, but did did the conversation last fifteen minutes or forty five minutes? Is this getting through them? Not getting through? When am I losing them? You know, you want to track everything,
1: and not be afraid to experiment because you'll never know what you're going to you know jump on and say, oh yeah, this really worked. So. Um, okay, so let's talk about your book. Um, okay. How? Let's talk about the the specifics. So you just are really good at saying here's what people will get, and we're creating that match of the messaging. So sure. tell the listeners where to find out about your book, and what will they get when they purchase it, and why should these consultants and coaches like? Let me re ask the question. Why Why should consultants and coaches buy your book? What well, What are they going to get out of it, and where could they find out more?
0: So they can certainly find out more. Uh, the book is on Amazon. So it's it's relatively easy to find. It's True Connections, Relationship Marketing in the Digital World. It's uh, on our website in the About Us area under my name. Um, can you so- give
1: the URL, please?
0: Sure. For you, anything.
1: As a matter of fact, too.
0: we might actually have uh, a URL that... Uh, you're gonna laugh at this. This is something because I heard you doing this. Okay, um, if you type in sitetuners.com forward slash book, it just takes you right to Amazon. Oh, to nice. our page on the on Amazon with our book.
1: Perfect. Super easy.
0: Yeah, we try to make it easy. Again, you don't want to add cognitive friction. You make try to make it as easy as possible when you uh, when you do anything. All right, so with that said, what's in the book? The book really is going to talk about focusing on the visitor. It really does take all the things that I learned from Phil, all the things that I learned from uh, uh, Dale Carnegie, all the things that I learned from Beverly DeAngelis, and all of the experience that I've had in creating marketing programs that actually turn into real clients. And so it probably gives away about 70% of what we do for a living. We're keeping the last 30% so people actually pay us. So, But 70% is still a pretty good number. Um, And it really does teach you a little bit more about how to think about the visitor as opposed to what it is you think you're doing or should be doing. It's instead saying, let's focus on your visitor and let's answer the three questions. We talk about the three questions in the book. We talk about mobile versus desktop. We talk about user intent and aligning. Um, Here, another thing that's key to this, and this is in the book, when you align three things, the user intent with the experience they have and your goals in the middle of that three circle Venn diagram is where your money is. Mm. That simple. And that's in the book too.
1: You know what I love about your book? I've been obviously I'm um, spending some time in your book getting ready for this conversation is for my audience of consultants and coaches, they're naturally relationship people. You know, relationship marketing is, is a good fit for us. And mm-hmm. it's just a matter of like applying that. And that's what I love so much about even your whole idea of like relationship marketing in the digital world. You know, why is it that people who are good at relationship skills, like why are we gonna win? In comparison to other people who are not, and how could somebody take just do a few tweaks with their relationship skills to just get that much better with how they are doing digital marketing?
0: Oh, absolutely. The joke I make is, and I I I, I speak in conferences all the time, and I've got this little shit I'll call it where I I I basically say somebody comes to a website and they fill out a form, and and it says. You know, name, email address, and all, and all that stuff we talked about before. Well, if you were in person, somebody, would you say to them, hi, what's your name? Do you live around here? How much money do you make? Okay. What's your phone number? Would you do that? No, it's creepy. And so, you know, don't be creepy on your website. Well, we also tell people don't be creepy in person, but, it, but don't be creepy on your website. And if you wouldn't do it in person, don't do it on your website. Don't be creepy. And we, you know, we joke about that, but it's a real thing. People Mm -hmm. think that because they put it on the website, it's, it's, they got to have this facade. No, be you, be Mm -hmm. real, build relationships. All right. If you, and again, when you meet people, you're friendly in person, you shake their hand, you look them in the eye, you learn about them. Why aren't you doing this on your website? Right. It's the same thing.
1: And even like when it comes to like a webinar, like that's how you and I connected is like, I was drawn to like the really great best practices, but just the way that you were just so real and then jumping on a call with you, it's like, you're so real. Like what you say is who you are. Your website is friendly. You have like little cartoon pictures of, you know, everybody on your team and yourself. I'm like, oh, well, that's fun, you know, and that fits your personality You're not doing that because you just, it doesn't seem like you did this because you saw it somewhere else and you imitated it. seems Mm -hmm. like, well, we're kind of like a, you know, informal friendly kind of group who's going to help you have a lot of fun while you're working on your conversions. Like that's so different. Like I would much rather work with somebody that has that personality than when you're dealing with, you know, the other ones where it's just like so analytical and, you know, like there's no person behind it
0: which really goes back to the one thing that we tell people on their website. Everything you do should be intentional. Don't just use a, a feature because it comes standard in the, in, the, in the technology use. I was like, oh, look at this cool thing that it does. No, everything you do needs to be intentional. If you're intentional with people in person, be intentional on your website. It's the same exact principle.
1: And I love that you just answered the question I was just about to ask you. So thank you so much because I like to end with like, we talk about a lot of things and what's the number one thing and you just gave that tip. The second wrap up question I would love to ask you is, is there anything else that you would wanna tell me or tell our audience about about relationship marketing, about websites, about conversions, about anything anything else that you would wanna share? And I'm just not asking you the right questions.
0: Well, the one thing that we didn't talk about, but kind of hinted at is that everything we do leaves a trail. Mm. And so for your website, there are analytics. And if you don't have your analytics set up, then all you're doing is guessing. And if you're guessing, you can't be intentional. So everybody on the call, make sure that you have analytics. If you have a website, make sure you have analytics set up. And that it's tracking correctly because you will learn so much about what people are actually doing on your website and will inform not maybe just your website, but it might also change the way you speak with people.
1: Wow. I'd love that. Like be intentional on your website, be of service, use the analytics to track it. And if you have that, you've already taken a lot of steps to increase your conversions.
0: Exactly right.
1: That's wonderful. I, I could talk to you forever. I mean, we're like, it's like, I'm on, I'm like disappointed. I'm like, oh man, we're done. And I have so many more questions, but, and thank you so much for being here. And for everybody who's listening, it's like, as we wrap up this episode, you know, definitely I would highly recommend Marty's book. I've read it and I rereading it again. Cause I read it for one level, just to get the the good tips to get ready for this session but I'm going back through to get my punch list of things that I want to take my apparently good website to the next level. So thank you so much and if you are nodding along and you are loving this type of content, I definitely encourage you to, you know, hit subscribe wherever you're listening so you can catch more episodes that I offer in the Enough Already podcast. Send me an email if there's more visitors to my show like Marty who's awesome. Don't forget that free website template that I mentioned. Um, the easiest URL to go to, I would give you the download one, but since Marty just told me that I should need need to be more explicit about what I promise, go to www.betsyjordan.com forward slash consulting hyphen website hyphen template. And so that will get you there because I have to deliver on my promises as he suggested. So thank you again, Marty. And until next time, thank you all for listening.